0: FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. <laughs> hello, uh, hello. I'm Sean Lee, <laughs> and
1: I'm Lauren,
0: and we. It's and we are the Two Wild Orchids. And this is the place you want to come for sex and fun.
1: And not botany.
0: And not flowers. That is not us. (laughs) No. at least want to give
1: us flowers, that's fine. I think we might just need to get the listeners kind of on the same page. Sean was going on what I understood as a business trip. And then during the course of the business trip, she phoned me when she was in the back of a truck. (laughs) So... That raised there, a few red flags. There me.
0: was more to it than I that. i South <laughs> African.
1: <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. My best friend is now becoming something in human trafficking. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Because you were going to send the SWAT team. You're like, I oh, know I was you like, with a helicopter. I am going to get
1: some helicopters. And am like, where <laughs> the fuck are you? Send me a drop in. I don't even care. Just throw your phone out the window.
0: I'll <laughs> ping you <in> and find <laughs> it. <laughs> So what I've learned is that you are a wonderful friend to have. You'll come save my ass. Okay. So what happened was the whole thing was just in retrospect, it's a really great, funny story, but you're right. I was going on a business trip. So the guy that I work with said that one of his partners was going to pick me up and we were going to go to the meeting on Sunday evening. And we were going to go to the Poconos. I was landing in Philly. We were going to go to the Poconos. It was supposed to be easy breezy. And the guy and I had communicated before, exchanged pictures so we knew what we looked like at the airport. No problem. And then you I see, land.
1: So like immediately <laughs> I'm like, you had to exchange photographs. Because you did, well, you because I don't know other. this business
0: partner. <laughs> Well, because he okay.
1: also just so that everybody knows, the Poconos is the middle of fucking nowhere.
0: <laughs> it is really in the middle of nowhere. Oh my god, it really it's is. It's bumfuck Egypt, <laughs> but it's really pretty. So I'm sure, it's really pretty. Oh, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> and so I was a little nervous, and so I had a moment because I watched a stupid 2020 episode about human sex trafficking, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I had a brief. Like I did, you're I not a, worried. And I'm- well, I did have a moment, but then I thought, well, I'm, I'm too old to be trafficked. I'm not a virgin. So I thought, I'm safe. <laughs> that was your thought process, really. That was my... I thought, I'm too... Yeah, I'm not 21, and I'm not a virgin. Okay. I'm you safe. to all of our viewers
1: that my lovely best friend is like five foot two on a good day, got the coolest hair you've ever seen, the most amazing boobs, and the most amazing body, because she does yoga. I do Pretty do yoga. fucking <laughs> sure. You're like... This is the fucking Trump
0: card in terms of human trafficking. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. You're the best of <laughs> my ego. Okay. So, so it gets better. So I land and I get a text message and the text message says, hi, I'm Eric. And I thought, Eric is not the name <laughs> of the man I'm supposed to meet. I am a partner of Scott and Bobby and Bobby is my partner. So I knew him right? And he says, there's been a disaster with getting Scott into town. So I've made a reservation for you at the hotel. I'm at the Doubletree by the airport. Call me for details. That's what the text says.
1: That's not fucking dodgy at all.
0: At, at all, right? And I sit there and I'm sitting on, on the plane and I'm I'm doing that in my head. I'm thinking, this is bad. I'm in Philly by myself I have no family. This is probably not good. So I call my partner, Bobby, who doesn't answer the phone. <laughs> okay. And I thought, of course, you're not answering the phone. Mm. So, I, I say, so I call Jason. And Jason says, well, how come you're calling me? Why aren't you calling yes. Bobby? I said, I already tried that. <laughs> already tried that. He was the first protocol. You're the same okay. one. Right. So I thought, well, this is okay. So I text the guy and I said, I am, um, as soon as I get where I can talk, because I was still on the plane, I'll call you. He just texts back, okay. And I thought, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, so it's just not <laughs> weird. Right. So I call him and here's the best part. He answers the phone with the thickest southern accent. I am, I have to tell you, you know, there's a whole thing that Jeff Foxworthy, the comedian, did about how Southern people don't sound very smart. It's not how smart they are, but the accent isn't. Like, the British accent, people just automatically assume you're brilliant, okay? Okay, I, southern-
1: I just love the Southern accent. You know me with the Southern accent. It's like a candy dropper to me. So I'm like the okay. best person to human traffic, if you're a Southern. <laughs> Good, to Good to know. You want me to Wait. do what? Drink some sweet tea? Oh, my God, I'm in. What's in that tea? <laughs>
0: okay but southern people the accent makes you trust them right yeah and so absolutely immediately the second i heard his accent he's from alabama okay the minute i heard (laughs) that i was like oh okay i'm fine and so so he says to me there's a a, there's a shuttle take the shuttle and then we'll get you the room and when we talked later we laughed about it because he said i didn't want to say to you come get in my truck and then i'll drive (laughs) you to the hotel (laughs) And I thought, well, that's a really good point. Actually, I'm glad you made me take the shuttle because there would have been a moment at the airport where I would have questioned whether it was smart to get in the truck yeah, to get in somebody's truck. Yeah, exactly. So I get to the hotel um, and I text him that I'm here, and he says he's coming out, and I feel much better because he's wearing a yellow shirt and a Ford hat. This is what he tells me. I'm like, all American Ford, Alabama. I'm fine. Okay, <laughs> we go. He shows up you
1: might be fine in terms of human trafficking but you are now in like the deep south
0: (laughs) Mm. in philly no less there are other things to worry about (laughs) right exactly that's that's a very good point but i didn't i didn't go there in my mind in my mind (laughs) he's a southerner i'm fine okay so we go to the front counter and i'm making conversations so i say to him how long have you known bobby now bobby's my partner how long have you known bobby he said i've never met him I swear (laughs) to God, that's what he says. He says his partner, Scott, has met Bobby. And Scott is the guy who is stuck in Atlanta and has been stuck in Atlanta for weather. And and Delta had a weather plus a Delta glitch meant that Scott was stuck in Atlanta until monday morning at like 11 o'clock in the morning from saturday to monday so that's why we had to get a hotel because the meeting that was supposed to happen sunday night now did not happen until monday night monday yeah okay. which is when i called you on my drive in yeah a, in a big giant truck, truck.
1: <laughs> i'm in a truck with people i've never met before who also with don't have a business partner and we're heading to the poconos <laughs> which is the middle of goddamn nowhere <laughs>
0: And the worst part was, I sent you. So when we got there, obviously everything was fine. Best Italian food. And this is, I'm just going to give a shout out here. So my partner, Bobby, his sister owns, well, I think he owns the restaurant, but it's his sister's restaurant in the Poconos called Raven and Robin's. I got to tell you, Lauren, I have never had better Italian food. And I've been to Italy. I remember that pizza. I sent you a picture of a pizza.
1: Yes, I remember the picture of a pizza. I was like, that looks like good pizza.
0: It was everything. This is everything that she brought and there, and all of these plates of food kept showing up. There was gnocchi and pork tenderloin and oven fish and lasagna and bolognese. It was amazing. I have never had such good Italian food. Hands down, ever. So anyway, so we have this wonderful meal, and uh, we go to my partner's house, which we we're all going to stay with him. And the best part was when I texted you the picture of the back of the house the next day. I got distracted right afterwards, so when you texted me back saying, "Are you okay?" I thought, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I texted her in the back of the house, and said, "This is yeah. the back of the house. <laughs> this is the back of the house. Find me." Yeah. <laughs> okay, I need something. <laughs> But the house, the, the house was magnificent. Everything was great. It was fine. And obviously, you are still alive. You lived to tell the tale. I lived. And I'm, and I'm home. So, so I must have lived long enough to get home. Fair enough. To tell the tale. And after, I mean, then it got funny as, as time went on because, oh, now I'm going to get in the truck with the strange men, you know. And, and we made jokes the entire way about it because invariably there was always something that was kind of leading into that. But it, it was good. It was fine. It was an adventure. I survived. Don't worry, mom. I did (laughs) survive. I survived.
1: (laughs) I was like, okay, great. So um, she's not in the human trafficking ring. I can still talk to her. It's
0: fine. I did have a brief thought about it. And and the funny thing was, is the guy, Eric, who'd sent me the text. He's such a an introvert and he's such a nice nice guy he said he wrote that text and erased it 14 times he said i felt so bad he said i thought this girl was going to think what in the hell and she comes here and then some strange guy she goes to me doesn't show up bobby can't be found I'm mean, just he had all of my stress for me <laughs> listen you know our favorite podcast the quiet
1: yes. nerds are the fucking serial killers <laughs> so but our favorite you podcast in your head is a child yes are you quiet and socially an Yes. <laughs> Does it take you 14 times to write a text message? Yes. Oh my God, serial killer. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> yes, I agree. I thought all those things. And I think it's because I've been listening to that podcast and I saw something on. I somehow got sucked into, you know, I don't do television, but I somehow got sucked into news recently. Bad idea. Bad idea. Ooh, it just ooh, makes you yeah, paranoid. No. no, it makes you paranoid it makes you depressed. Yes. I don't really know how I got sucked into news, but I know that I did because we were having conversations and I was bringing up news related things. And I thought, when did I read the news? But I think it's been when I've been at the gym or something. I don't know. Anyway, all that to say I lived. And so I lived specifically Yay. so we could talk about sex.
1: <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank you, Eric, for not killing her. I appreciate yes. that so much. <laughs> So we're supposed to talk about sex toys at some point, but how was your week? My week's been interesting. You know, it's just kind of one of those chaotic weeks where it's been filled with like seeing a family member in hospital, going to look at property, getting a new project. So it feels like I'm kind of everywhere, which I don't like. It's a bit disconcerting because you just pulled in all different directions at the same
0: time. Okay. So we decided we were going to do sex toys. (laughs) Because, like, there are people, I've heard them say, like, guys particularly, that they don't want their woman to use a dildo because it impacts his manlyhood somehow.
1: Like, I've never heard that myth before. I can appreciate the sentiment.
0: The one that I thought was the most inter- and I have heard it before, and I remember because I not it, I thought, I don't get it.
1: I-, I have heard that, like, men are sometimes concerned that maybe the vibrator or whatever would replace them. Yes, and that to me is completely bizarre because there is nothing that can replace a male cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, would true. That be completely too graphic about it. There isn't anything. It molds to you, how yes. it works, how it moves. There is no plastic toy that could ever replicate that.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I think that if you question your own sexual prowess, if you're already insecure about that, then it makes sense that you'd be insecure about any addition to the bedroom. Agreed. No, absolutely. Okay. So as I looked at some of these, I was like, I was cracking up reading some of the myths. Okay. So the toy will replace your partner. We already covered that. You're like, that's not happening. (laughs) That's just not fucking happening.
1: Okay. But I think we need to kind of talk about that a little bit more. We're just talking about that sort of like region of the penis that you're having sex with. But the point is, a toy can never replace your partner because a partner is the whole. Yes. There's a whole. There's a whole. I agree. There's a whole experience. There's them against you. It's how they smell. It's how
0: they're touching you during the whole course of it. Like a toy can't do that. If you're using a toy solo, it's to serve a function. Get me from point A to point B in the shortest yeah. amount of time so that I can get on with the rest of my life. <laughs> okay, it's seriously. It, I'm
1: like, I'm having a really bad day. I'm really agitated. The only thing that's going to make me calm down is to have a very quick orgasm. Pull out the vibrator. Get it yes. done. Perfect, then I can go on with the rest of the day. There you go. (laughs) It literally serves a purpose. It's like people who drink coffee or take drugs or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just need to get this out of
0: my system. But that's if you're using it solo. It's because before the show, I asked Jason several questions. Because prior to to being married to Jason, and you know, we've been married, like, I don't know, we did like 20 years. sex toys, I think I had one. And it was... A hard plastic white vibrator that was not it wasn't even shaped like a penis (laughs) it was just like it was a phallus. it it. It was like here you go (laughs) exactly right and I thought I don't get it it just just vibrated oddly yeah and it was hard plastic so it wasn't even comfortable and I remember thinking don't get it never wanted to explore toys ever again like didn't even wasn't even interested after that. And then I meet Jay and he's all about it. He's like, let's try this and let's try that and let's try this toy. And you know, and I, I remember thinking, I don't get it. But then as time went on, I started to understand together, it makes it really intimate. I think if you use it with someone else. Then it then it becomes a toy versus a device that you use for a purpose.
1: Yes, agreed. Because I like the idea, it's a toy and it's part of the sort of sexual repertoire.
0: I was nervous. Like, I don't know about you, but whenever I, the very first time Jay and I used a toy together, I was, I I was shy. I guess shy is a good word for it. I was shy about it because there's something very, um, exposing when you bring a toy into the bed and your partner or you react in such a way that is different than normal. It goes back to the sort of general vulnerability of opening
1: Mm -hmm. yourself up to another sexual experience. Because that's all it is. It's another sexual
0: experience. Yes. Yes. So I have to tell you a funny story. I have to just pause here for a funny story. So I have a friend, and uh, she wanted a toy. She wanted a vibrator. And she really likes penetration. This is kind of her thing, right? So I get her this giant dildo. It's kind of a joke because it's the size of a lawn ornament. Okay. (laughs) So so I leave it at her house and I'm like, here you go. Have a good time. Now (laughs) a month or so goes by. She sticks that thing in a drawer and then she has to move. Her mother comes to help her move. And somehow she didn't think that she should take the toys that were in the the drawer. Out of the drawer. So she said, I've got these three giant African American guys moving me.
1: She oh, no. said, Oh no. Oh, and no. this thing,
0: they're moving this dresser out in the middle of the street. Her mother is standing there. And somehow the drawer comes open and the only thing that flies <gasps> out, pulls out is, is the lawn ornament. Yeah, <laughs> And it bounces on the ground. <laughs> And, and her mother's standing there, and her mother goes, zoop, and turns around and goes in that back in the house. And she said, "These guys are looking at me." She said, "And I scoop that thing up and go, uh, that's a friend.'" And she goes, "That's just what I'll be. Yeah. So I, I just think that toys are very intimate. Being. <laughs>
1: Is, I think no, They're very intimate You're dealing with a bunch of movers I'm pretty sure they've seen it all She if said they gave her the funniest
0: looks The whole listen, rest of the if day that
1: bunch, like, If that popped out of my bedside table drawer I would have been like Boys, if you've got anything better You're welcome to show me
0: <laughs> Oh wait, you missed the best part of the whole story She's a lesbian Oh <laughs> i forgot that part of the story
1: way to bury the lead there sorry
0: yeah so she was not interested in the three men that were looking at her up and down every woman
1: okay Mm -hmm. i'm saying every and i'm generalizing most women if they have sex toys keep them in their bedside table right it's, I mean, it's fairly easy access. It's right mm-hmm. there. If you're going to bed, you're going to use it yourself. If you're going to bed with your partner, you might use it together. So right. when you think about a moving company, they must know the same thing. So <laughs> the first thing they think when they pick up a bedside table is,
0: God knows what's in here. Okay, so that is a really good lesson for our listeners. Empty the bedside table, put it in a box, label the box, and hold on
1: label to the box. The box. To <laughs> utensils to right. storage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like what made you leave? She said, I just thought the dresser would just you know, what? what did you learn <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the, the point of the story is because all of us don't like unpacking drawers I don't know about you but like when I have a bedside table or something I just want to tape the fuck out
0: of it and not have to unpack the drawers yeah, taping the, the, the dresser probably would have been a good idea for her.
1: <laughs> so unless you're lifting it appropriately so you're not facing the drawers
0: downwards and the giant dildo is going to bounce around the floor. She said the drawer slipped open. She said they moved. And this thing comes <laughs> flying out of the drawer and hits the concrete. And there's her mother. Let's not forget. Oh, and her mother is, she's lovely, Lauren, and, but she's very formal i hate to use the word prudish but that's what comes to mind but she, she's not prudish because she actually she she said the funniest stuff to jason one day but she's just very like june cleaver very wholesome yeah. very she, she, she doesn't have a giant dildo in her bits okay i'm uh, not i would be willing to bet money on it <laughs> so <laughs> okay you want to go on to the next one
1: okay <laughs> wait, 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 wait. what's the next one
0: well, okay, so we have toys will replace your partner, and oh, yes. then um, I think ridiculous. we kind of covered this, right? Yeah, if the toy is bigger than the guy. Then the guy thinks his penis is not enough, which I think is also still kind of in that, but ridiculous.
1: It is also ridiculous, but it also links to the one about if it's bigger for the girl.
0: There's always the question of penis size, and it's important. Let's just call it what it is. It's important. But yes, so the general concept of penis
1: size is important. It doesn't mean the size needs to be big. This is where the kind of, because men's like, well, I need to have like a big penis. Uh, Be like long or girth-wise or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if it fits inside me, it's going to work perfectly. That is an interesting way to look at it. Regardless of its size, if that puzzle piece matches my puzzle piece, we're doing well.
0: <laughs> oh my God. So I hear you and I agree with you in principle. Like, I know for me, I like more girth, but it's like there are people who are like, no, no, I don't want it to be really fat. I want it to be long and skinny. I think it's, but I think, I guess that goes to your point of if my puzzle piece matches your puzzle piece, then. Yeah. But it, I think guys have this innate, and maybe it's because. And I suspect this is the reason. So vaginas are tend to be we kind of be kind of hidden, you right? Unless you are between yeah. our legs, you don't really know what it looks like down there. Um, whereas men, whether they're naked in a locker room or naked in front of their partner, they, their stuff's all hanging out. There's no secrets here. You know. Well, exactly. I know that. I learned something and that's that the bigger the belly, the smaller the penis. I did learn that. And I thought that's interesting, but the funny thing is only
1: a small penis because the belly is so large. So the proportion of those two together,
0: I think you're right. I think the proportion is a, is a visual representation, but I actually think too, that there's just parts of the shaft that get eaten up by the flesh, so if you have, let's say a six inch penis and, but you know, just a national average six inch penis, I think is what it is. Okay. And you got three inches of extra flab that comes from within and covers mm-hmm. it. And then you've got like a three, you see what I mean? Three inch penis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But by the same token, check it out. I was, I was, I was, I did lots of research on this for people who, for women who have difficulty orgasming with a guy, which is like a, almost is 75% a of, of women. Yeah. I was like, right. Most women most women, if they have a little bit of a belly, it's easier for them to orgasm because that belly hits their clit. I was like, well, look at that. <laughs> it's like a trade-off. <laughs> I was like, well, who knew? The things I learned hanging out with you. <laughs> <laughs> There's some of these that I'm like, like I heard this one. Vibrators can permanently desensitize the clit and sensitivity decreases over time. So you won't orgasm as easily. Like that I've heard like that one before. bullshit. Come on. Well that's that's the thing. It is complete bullshit but it's not. I mean it is but it, it is but it doesn't appear so. Because as we age our clit loses sensitivity. So the yes, theory is But it loses sensitivity to everything, a penis
1: and a vibrator equally. But, but I don't think guys think that. No, and the thing is, okay, so this also might be another topic that we might need to just discuss as a separate podcast. Women actually need to understand their bodies enough to orgasm. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because you can't expect the guy to just do what he does and you're going to come. It's not going to happen.
0: There's a book, which I I mentioned we were going to talk a little bit about. It's called um, She Comes First. And I'll put a link in our show notes about it so people can click on it and get the book if they want. But Did you know there are 18 parts to our clitoris? I did not. 18 parts. 18 parts. 18 different separate parts. It is the only organ on men or women that is designed 100% for pleasure. The the clitoris has no other function except pleasure. I knew we were God's favorite. Yeah. 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 It's like 75% of women cannot orgasm from penetration alone.
1: That goes back to me saying like, you have to understand your body because inherently when you have sex, it's quite a selfish thing because you have to focus on yourself in order to make that
0: penis pleasurable to you. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting perspective that it's a selfish thing. I've never really considered that before because I think that makes sense that you would think that <laughs> actually, but I, I bet there's people listening going, no, my, my job is to focus on their pleasure because I used to no. space. No, and absolutely, listen, I think the whole, while you're together
1: and you're in the sort of, I don't know, whirlwind of, you know, sex and courting and kissing and all of that, you want to focus on the other person. But when it fundamentally comes down to it, because some people... Have enjoyment from focusing on somebody else, and some mm-hmm. people just have enjoyment from focusing on themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: But givers but sex, and takers
1: inherently, yeah. But sex inherently, even from a guy that is a giver, so to speak, mm-hmm. he can go and go and go and go. But the moment he starts focusing on himself, is the moment he's going to come. Yes.
0: Yes, you're right. You're right. And
1: it's the same with a woman because now a woman's lying there and she's going, okay, well, I want to tighten up. I want to make sure he comes. I wanted this. I want to do mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. none of that is benefiting her.
0: Except for the mental enjoyment of the pleasure she's giving him.
1: Of, of the pleasure she's giving him. But after a while, she's going, okay, well, he's not coming. So what's mm-hmm. wrong with me? Whereas, of course, he's doing the same thing and going, I can't come now because I don't want to come until she comes.
0: Right, right. But I think that goes to which maybe is where we should have started with this, which is couple communication. Because yes. if you're going to bring a sex toy in the bedroom, it's like when Jason first introduced me to it. I was I remember going in and looking at dildos in the sex shop. First of all, I was mortified because this is 20 years ago, and it was I'll never forget it. It was a hundred dollars, and I was like, uh, "It's a hundred dollars." And he looked at me and he said, "If we can't spend a hundred dollars on our sex life, there's a problem." And it was such a powerful moment for me to give myself permission to spend a hundred dollars on something that was solely for our intimate pleasure.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing that's goes back to what I said. It's selfish and it's okay in that environment to be selfish.
0: I think it's okay to be selfish in almost all environments, but you know me. <laughs> yes.
1: But people are always, they're always concerned about being selfish and impinging on somebody else. But in this specific environment where you're with you and your partner, and the only two people in the environment that are being selfish are you and your partner, be selfish.
0: So it's interesting because I had a lover once and I felt like he was a very selfish lover. Like he, it was like, he got in, he got out, he, you know, he got there, it was done. And I remember thinking, okay, hold on a second. First time, fine. Second time, third time, we're out. You know what I mean? It's like at the same time that you could be selfish and you can mentally take yourself there so that you get to orgasm. If that's the goal, there's, there's a level of, unselfishness that has to take place, making sure your partner is enjoying it. Or like in this guy's case, I never wanted to have sex with them again.
1: Yes. No, I, I mean, agreed. I think you, you can't just walk into the situation and be selfish, but it's more, it's more talking to the female listeners and understanding that they need to let themselves be selfish and start enjoying how good it feels because, and I've spoken to my best friend about this. And I spoke to my ex-boyfriend about this. Then they both said to me, no matter what happens, a man is mechanically destined to come. Mm-hmm. He's going to always come.
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas a woman is not. So actually, I have statistics. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> Go on. Let me, let <laughs> okay, me right. have it. I'm serious. All <laughs> right, check it out. It's really fascinating. So the, you're right, by the way, that men are structured to come. 80% of women can't orgasm through, orga, through orgasm alone. Okay. And less than a third of women, less than one third of women always have an orgasm when they have sex. That means two out of three women usually don't. do not, do not have an orgasm. Don't.
1: Yeah. Yes. So they just, they go through the motions, so to speak. And listen, I'm not saying we don't love the motions. I love the no. motions of sex, whether I'm coming or not.
0: I do mm-hmm. enjoy the motions of it. Yes. So it is infrequent, but sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm good. (laughs) You know what I mean? I had a good time. I'm good, but it is infrequent that I don't want to, you know, have my own little party in my, in in my hoo-ha.
1: Yeah. The party for us takes a lot longer to get to because like, like my best friend said, like a friend of mine said, men are just mechanically designed to come. Mm -hmm. You thrust it in and out for long enough.
0: It's coming. Mm -hmm. And when you look at our bodies, once but you once you pass that that entrance there's no nerve there's endings no, exactly, pleasure nerve endings if you will
1: there's so, there's nothing so so you need to actually really work at making
0: it work a firework so okay so hang on a minute you just said that this is important because this came from this again all, i learned more about my vagina in this book she comes first okay <laughs> things i had no idea about i was like well did you know that about my vagina so, jason was like no i guess i didn't i thought no oh, yeah, i did not <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay but here's oh, the thing poor Jay. so uh, poor Jay, right so women do take longer on average we take 20 minutes 20 minutes of foreplay will get us to a place of arousal that will allow us to have an orgasm yeah but then 20 on- minutes of foreplay men on average come within two minutes so but think about how long men, most men want to spend on foreplay it, and, and in this book they call it core play making it more of the core of, their, of the of the of the it, act if you will but you know we kiss for a little bit you know blah, blah, you know what we got five minutes ten minutes tops it's, it's 20 minutes before our bodies are prepared to have an orgasm and that's why two out of three women on average don't. Here's the kicker once you give them 20 minutes of foreplay, the percentage goes to 7.7% that don't, which means nine out of 10 women have an orgasm. You go from so, two out of three not having it to nine out of 10 having to, it by having 20 minutes of foreplay. But for 20 minutes of foreplay. Yeah. So it's just, which, we,
1: we take a little bit longer to warm up, basically. Mm-hmm.
0: But that's when these sex toys could really be helpful when you, when you could bring them in, because I, maybe, I maybe somebody's agree. not so good at maybe oral.
1: Or is just maybe too embarrassed to do it or doesn't is why they can't do it properly. You can bring a sex toy in, you can play with it together. So it's part mm-hmm. of the
0: full play. Mm-hmm. And then both of you are having fireworks come the end of it. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't get there and he gets there first, You've got a sex toy on the bed. You've got a se- that- Which he's happy to
1: still watch you use because you've been introduced he can earlier. Use it on you. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Listen, this but- is a good bloody evening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little wine, a, fore- a little foreplay, a little, yeah. And you could have as many of them as you want because that's, that's the other part of it is we're, we're, women are multi-orgasmic creatures. Now I have heard that men are too. I have yet to experience that personally, but I've heard. So I don't necessarily know
1: what their definition of multi-orgasmic is. I mean, Mm -hmm. is it like kind of back-to-back like ours are or is it like a 20-minute break and then they come again?
0: No, I understand the definition is like back-to-back like ours.
1: That's my understanding. Yeah, I've never experienced that. I mean, I've experienced like a 20-minute downtime and then
0: right of course yeah but there's a book called the multi-orgasmic man I have it I just haven't read it because it's really dry and boring but I was curious about it and that's where I got but I'll you know what I'll, I'll dive into that book and let you know but I'm pretty sure that's what she meant okay okay because <laughs> okay. I want to well, I well, get to some of the male toys because I think the boy toys are yeah fine.
1: okay so we're, we're in the sort of we're in the sex toy arena as far as I'm concerned it's good for both parties the majority yeah. of sex toys, yes, at this stage, as we've discussed, are female orientated, but there are male sex toys.
0: Okay, but before we go to male sex, we have to do one more thing. I just, I just wanted to just one more, one more, because this one I think is important. Large girth sex toys will ruin a vagina or make your butt incontinent. <laughs> That's what that said online. Large girth, <laughs> okay. large girth sex toys will ruin yeah, a yeah. vagina or make your butt incontinent.
1: okay so why? okay so they're gonna ruin your vagina because they're gonna stretch your vagina muscles out
0: is that what the argument is there that's what the argument is right it's a myth and then but it's got some truth to it like like lots of things have some truth and that is that first of all our bodies are designed to birth children well you know squeeze a baby out okay and go back to the size which is why for us penis size is not necessarily that important per se because our body is designed to squeeze around everything
1: yes Um, but the the only thing that i'm seeing right now is if you're telling me that a large girth sex toy is going to ruin my vagina then why would i sleep with a man with a large penis huh
0: that's an excellent question (laughs) but i think they're talking more like the lawn ornament toys (laughs) like the one that bounced out of the out of the dress yeah Okay. But I mean, the point is, you get men with dicks that size. Well, that's true.
1: And, and now I must go. Sorry, no, I'm not actually going to sleep with you because you might just ruin my. You vagina. might ruin my
0: vagina. But they they did say just by age, our muscles get like anything else; they lose elasticity. But you can do, but you can do exercises to put it back to normal. So it does get debunked. But you can see why people would think that based on the way our bodies age naturally. Now the butt incontinent thing, I got nothing. Well,
1: listen, I mean, unless you're using it up there all the time and you're without sounding completely graphic, your sphincter muscles are just not working? I think it's that, I
0: can't, why would your sphincter muscles not work?
1: Well, because if you just keep ramming something large
0: up there, they might stretch too. Well, okay, but that goes back to when you go potty really big. But listen, that's that's a more malleable substance. <laughs> have to cut some of this out okay let's get back okay let's get back to male sex stories now that we have now that we understand that our vaginas are not going to stretch out to the grand canyon and go flapping in the wind okay yeah
1: so there's not gonna be any echo in there it's gonna be fine (laughs) hello
0: hello hello you know throwing a hot dog down a fucking long (laughs) ball oh my god that's funny um okay so this one i think is huge you want to read the next one Huge, no pun intended. Huge, no pun intended, right? <laughs> I think this is a huge problem for people. <sighs> you see it? It's the last Straight one men can't
1: life. enjoy anal stimulation.
0: See, that's the one.
1: I think because that's I, a huge
0: problem for men.
1: I, I enjoy this topic because I've been with men that don't like it, and I've been with men that do like it. Keep going. We want to hear it. So the men that do like it are just basically a fuck ton more attractive, basically. Okay, tell us more. Because they're comfortable with their own sexuality. And the reason I say this is because we as women, and this is not a feminist kind of broadcast, just we as women are willing to kind of experiment a lot more in terms of sexual aspects than I think men are. So we will go vaginal sex. We will probably discuss anal sex. Uh Uh-huh. We won't just automatically say no to anal sex. So, a lot of men will be like, no, because if I'm doing it that way, it must mean I must be gay. Yeah.
0: Is it because, so is, I I think you're right, 100%. Is it because there's more sex toys available for women that it becomes a more, acceptable practice like girl girl play in everyday life even is far more accepted even now it's getting better but even now than you know two guys
1: no i agree and i actually had this conversation at dinner party the other night and we were talking It we were at a gay couple's house it, it was two gay men i said to them i was like well listen i used to have a girlfriend and when i had a girlfriend it was acceptable that her and i kissed each other in public
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they went it's still impossible for us to kiss each other in public and somebody not look down on us.
0: I don't get it. So, I know it's, I know it's true, but I don't understand people's but thoughts. So
1: the point is to relate back to the sort of sex toys is that stigma. It Yeah. The stigma is, is more there, but there are, I mean, there are sex toys. I mean, there are strap-ons, which mm-hmm. are essentially more, I'm not saying more used by, lesbian couples but I heteros- heterosexual so. couples that use them i don't think
0: broadcasted that much i agree with you 100 percent, and that's what i was gonna say is i would be real interested to, to see the statistic on lesbian couples who use strap-ons and heterosexual couples who use strap-ons on the guy Mm. And the reason, the reason I think it's an interesting question is because I have a lot of, a lot, I shouldn't say a lot, but I have several lesbian and bisexual friends who have never used a strap on. And I'm like, okay, hang on a minute. Because in my mind, that was the primary use for a strap on, right? It was so that two girls could play together that way.
1: No, so so that's a very interesting statement because when I was dating my girlfriend, we never used mm -hmm. a strap on. The first time I ever used a strap on was with a boyfriend.
0: (laughs) Really? And you used it on him? I used it on him. Oh, well, the very first time I used a strap on, I used it on a girl, but she had never used one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> so and I had never used one but i was i thought that's what you did because i you know i was straight my entire life so when I started experimenting yeah. with girls it made perfect sense to me that that's what you would do but I don't think it's as common and i'd be real interested first for our lesbian listeners to write in because I don't think it and and if you're a listener who's uses it on your husband you like again everybody's anonymous here i would really be interested in seeing The statistics are on average, because I just think that it's probably used more in maybe bisexual couples where the girl is experimenting like I was. Because it seems very normal. Yeah. To me, that's what I I thought was very interesting. But in any case, your butt has a lot of nerve endings. You just have to decide if you're comfortable with anybody playing back there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And listen, I mean, I think... And that's possibly a sort of another whole podcast topic. It's a more careful area to deal with because it comes with certain ramifications and
0: certain stigmas about it. Yeah. I mean like, okay. So the boyfriend that you, you use the, the, the strap on with, right. If you yeah. had had another girl in the room, like you guys had had a threesome or something, do you think he would let you do it?
1: I think he would probably have let her watch and then, would want me to use it on her as well no if, he was very open to the idea of being in that like non-power position which intrigued uh, me i bet it did i bet it, it didn't yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> like, so i'm gonna be the dominant
0: in this situation this is which is so weird <laughs> <laughs> call him up i'll, I'll come watch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll take pictures okay so i I came across this other part and i i didn't know about this like i knew about the fleshlight do you know about the fleshlight no okay so the fleshlight is the only male sex toy i really knew about like i knew that there's like prostate oh is that is
1: that the one that looks like a vagina
0: but it looks like a
1: flashlight at the same time yes put your dick in it
0: yes Hence the reason, hence the name, the flashlight. Fleshlight. Okay. So just, okay. So just for, for like
1: all of our viewers kind of general knowledge is Mm -hmm. America calls it a flashlight. South Africa calls it a torch. So I was going to, I was going to say a flesh
0: torch. A flesh torch, which, which, is <laughs> which, which is which is not our definition of torches.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Torches <laughs> are flaming things. Yeah. So no. So basically, for all of our South African listeners, it's a torch that looks like a vagina that the man sticks his dick in.
0: Right. And I don't know because we don't have one. I don't know. I th- I think because I actually researched it at one point. I think the inside of it moves. Like I don't think. I don't think he has to move it himself. I think the inside has some type of mechanism that 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 milks his cock.
1: Really? So it like I, has a. I'll look it a, up. Like, I feel like the inside of it would be kind of soft and silicone-y enough to be
0: comfortable once it was in there. But he would have to spill move it? Well, if it doesn't already move, there you go. Flashlight, make it happen. Cause that would be cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, on some level, that's the, be- that's the beauty of a vibrator because your fingers can't move fast enough. It gives you some yeah. variety. Your hand doesn't get tired, you know, all that kind of stuff. So if if there's not and and actually there there is which we're gonna cover in a second but if the flashlight doesn't have an internal mechanism that does all the work fix it flashlight Jesus but the thing about flashlights is that they used to take and I maybe they still do porn star vaginas and mold them and that's Ooh. how they would do the, so like Jesse Jane for example I know you know that she's
1: yeah you could mine. buy a Jesse Jane flashlight
0: exactly and you so could when buy the
1: vagina you wanted I don't exactly.
0: With that. <laughs> So if you wanted to like you know have your own fantasy about that, you at least know what you're feeling is molded off of Based somebody that on you. On that, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And I think they have. I think they have dildos from male porn stars too. But but I don't know that i there's a single male porn star I can. Well, that's not true. There is one guy, um, Rocco. So it's funny who's, because he's the Italian rocker. Is he the bald guy? Uh, he's got the biggest dick. Is he bald? I know. Is he bald? Ah, I got to look this guy up because there's a bald guy, okay, who's got the biggest cock. And every time I see it on porn, I'm like, I would take that for a spin. Like, I would love to take that for a spin. No, he's not bald. He's not bald. Rocco Sifredi. I think Jesse Jane has done some scenes with him.
1: Rocco Sifredi's mother wanted him to become a priest, but he became a porn star instead. (laughs) No, and he's anonymous. So I watched, I actually watched a few months ago a kind of Netflix documentary about him. Mm -hmm. And he actually, his penis was so big that women actually would not go into a porn movie with him because it would hurt them too much. Really? I'm going to have to look it up. Like that's how big
0: his dick was. Ah, yes. Okay. So Jesse Jane did. Okay. Jesse Jane. Oh, I guess they're dating now. So funny thing about Jesse Jane, she did the movie Pirates. She and I are friends. She used to live down the street from me when I lived in Oklahoma. And by the way, in real life, she looks like a soccer mom. She's lovely, but she looks like a soccer mom. But, um, oh, I guess they're dating now, according to online sources. This could be bullshit, but let me look. Hold on. As of 10 June 2019, Jesse Jane and Rocco, news and gossip, dating gossip. So, guess they're dating. Jason used to be very good friends with her husband. So, um we we got him in the divorce essentially. Uh but <laughs> anyway. That so but I don't know. I have to look up his penis size now cuz but that that's not the guy. No. no. But there's, no, so
1: it's apparently it's I mean it's enormous and he's he's been in porn for years and years. He was married to a woman they had kids. He got out of the porn industry. And then actually just had to like start sleeping with prostitutes because he needed to do something with his penis. Really? So then his wife went to him at that time, even though they were divorced, and she said, "Listen, it's better for you to just get back into the porn industry."
0: Than Holy cow! I just saw doing this. Holy, yeah. but Jesus! See, see, that's like a birth defect. That's not. I mean, <laughs> you know? that's that's a whole
1: goddamn arm. That's what I was about to say. It's a baby's arm. Yeah. That's not even a baby's arm. That's a full grown man's arm.
0: Wow. So, I was once with a guy and he was, big, I called it a baby's arm. It was like a baby's arm. He was terrific in bed with it, but he knew what to do with it. I'm 100% sure. Even a baby's arm, it was not this size. Holy Jesus.
1: Huh. So, like when I was watching this documentary, you should watch this documentary. It's really interesting. So, his brother was involved in it and they would record like certain porn. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like movies that had a very subtle plot line.
0: Because they're such, yeah. you know, well <laughs> thought out anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they would have the woman come in, like, generally for the interviews, and like normal women porn stars, mm-hmm. and they would come in, and like they would both strip, mm-hmm. and three out of four women would go, I'm sorry, I can't actually show that, and they would leave the interview
0: wow
1: like that's how big he was and that's because they knew and i suppose like if you think about it if you're going to be fucked for that long with that
0: size Uh you're kind of ruined for a while going back to does your vagina go back
1: (laughs) maybe maybe they were worried that it wouldn't
0: (laughs) i don't know so i'm looking okay i'm looking to see if if his size is online so did i ever tell you they shot porn at our old house Yes, you did tell me. <laughs> okay. So so for the people listening, so we I live in South Florida, and the adult film industry is very big here. And when you watch a porn and you see the beautiful setups of homes, yes. they actually, there are people, and they, they'll, they'll pay you, I think, oh, we can get $300 for the day or something, where they just want to use a room of your house. And they, they come in, and I, I want to be clear, at least the people that, that, that shot at our house, they were fastidiously clean. They cleaned everything before yeah. they left. They put plastic down. They brought their own sheets. I mean, they were really very, very careful not to not to make it awful, is my point. Yeah. And hold on, I was going somewhere with this. Oh, so the point is, is that when you shoot a porn, and this is what I learned, there's a whole day of shooting, if you will, but the sex part, it's like the last 30 minutes yeah i'm not kidding you it's like they go, i don't know what the hell it, i gotta tell you i don't know what the hell they do all day i mean they 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 do some still shots they do this kind of nonsense and that makes sense but the point is they're there from let's say nine o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night and the sex didn't start till five fifteen. i was fascinated <laughs> I was fascinated by the whole process because when they do, this is, we should do a whole thing on porn. When they do- We should do, no,
1: I was going to say, we should do a whole thing on porn.
0: All right, I'll stop talking. A segue to our our podcast. (laughs) Right, okay, I'll tell one last thing and then I'll stop talking about the porn because it was fascinating to watch it. Is that We might tell
1: the same story again, basically.
0: Yeah, but but yeah, okay, so we'll tell the same story again. Can I just tell us one part? So the chicks make more and the guys- I can't imagine because, you know, when they do, when they do porn, we're like, they're looking, you're looking down, like he's doing her doggy or whatever. And you're looking down and you're seeing all that stuff go on. There's a guy standing on a chair behind the, the performing guy holding a camera over his shoulder. Well, that's how they, That's what that's what I always think when I watch porn, like I'm watching those
1: angles and I'm going, the cameraman is right, right there. there.
0: He's my yes. I mean, he's he, he's involved in this fucking situation. Yes, and the the stamina of the men. So think about what's required of the guys. First of all, and don't forget, they get paid less. They got to keep it hard. Well, listen, that's what they have fluffers for. So let me say this: that the couple of times it got shot at our house, there were no fluffers. Nobody showed up to fluff. So I don't know if it's true or not, but I can tell you at our house, nobody showed up to fluff.
1: Well, apparently they, those men, know how to have multiple orgasms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Okay. Let's go back to sex choice for a second because this was the coolest thing, right? You've got the flashlight. We've talked about this. And, you know, anal prostate probes and that kind of stuff. I've heard mixed reviews. The guy braider. Did you know that there's a guy vibrator? I did not. Uh, like, I didn't know until you told me about it it goes around their penis and it vibrates. Like I saw online, it does pulsing and moving and vibrating. But
1: like goes around their penis because I'm looking at the picture and Mm -hmm. I'm like,
0: do you need to put your penis into it? I think So yeah, I think the little okay. I think the little flap. So so if you can imagine, if you because you're obviously not looking at the picture we're looking at. There's a tube, and and the tube has an opening at the top, and so you know you just slide your cock down in that like a hot dog bun, right? And, yeah, and basically so, yeah, it's like it's basically. like a bun.
1: The irony of this whole thing is, as I'm looking at this, it's got the bloody British crown.
0: Oh yeah, because it's an English company. <laughs> 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 I, I emailed them earlier. I'm just going to jerk off to Prince Alfred very quickly. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: That's our <their> logo.
1: <laughs> that
0: is very much non-sexual. They should change it. <laughs> but now you have to think we've got, they can, they can actually, we've got Kate. She's probably somebody's fantasy and you know, Meghan Markle is. And so, you know, yeah. there could be something yeah. here. Megan Markle's kind of hot. Yeah, she is. She's is super hot. Yeah, um, but you know, I think I like Kate. I think you know, the class. funny
1: thing, the funny thing about it is the the irony of this. As you slide your dick into that, the part that is vibrating against your dick is the small part that has the crown stamp on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And you think that's good? That's <laughs> fucking bizarre to me. That England <laughs> wants you to have a fucking orgasm, Jesus, if England had a goddamn orgasm, it wouldn't be so fucking uptight. <laughs> Listen, I'm a wasp by nature. (laughs) Like I was brought up by a Scottish and a British mother. There is no more anal that you can get than me. This vibrator is just like, I'm
0: going to just tap your dicks and it thumps it. It vibrates it. Uh, You know, I think what, you know what? We're going to have to talk to the company. They need to send us each one. We need to try it out on our respective guys and report back. I think, I I think, I think we should do that. You know, there's so many sex toys. I mean, there's so, the things we didn't, you know, cover when you think about sex toys, there's, there's now there's the remote control ones where you can control it from around the world.
1: There are so many. And I, and I love the idea of having the conversation about sex toys because it opens up just a general communication between a couple. Agreed. And that's the whole thing. I mean, like, while we talk about this podcast, the reason for this podcast is to make sex, a, a kind of a general conversation topic. Exactly. Yeah. Accessible. Not something that you're afraid to talk about. Not something that you have to like work yourself up to. To like when you get
0: home to your partner, you have to do this. So I'm glad you said that. I really am. Cause I, you don't want to lose sight of why, of why we do this. Yeah. But what would you do? So let's, let's play the game the other way. So here you are, you're mm-hmm. like, dude, I want to have a vibrator. Like you're, you're newly married. Maybe you're, maybe you're 25, maybe you're 55 as a woman. You want to bring a vibrator into the bedroom with you and your partner and you bring it up to your partner and he doesn't react well. well what do you do? I, I don't,
1: I don't know how you kind of formulate the conversation. Okay, well, so let's help them formulate it because that's my and in my experience, so in my experience, it's always been, okay. So a conversation. So I want to do something with you that we can do together
0: okay so i think that's a great way to, to, have to start the dialogue because if you are concerned that your husband or boyfriend would never go for. There's no way. You know, one of the things you could do before you ever have the conversation is you can use the, uh, I was listening to this podcast,
1: and <laughs> <laughs> this is what they talked about. <laughs> and, I mean, and they said this, and what do you think about this? Because maybe we should do
0: that. Well, I uh, see, if you're not sure, I don't know that I'd make the suggestion. I might say, you know what? I was listening to this podcast and these girls were talking about it. And her husband brought in a vibrator into their bedroom. Can you imagine? See what he says. Because if he reacts badly, like, oh, there's no way I could ever do this. You kind of have your answer. But if he says, oh, that's, that'd be hot. Now now you got something to play with.
1: No, but the thing is with those kind of conversations is it always ends up in this sort of ambivalent arena where the man goes, oh, okay. And then he kind of you think it for a while. I do think. And I... I have an opinion on sex toys, just based from personal experience. Well, tell us. Automatically react badly in the first instance that you bring it up, but love
0: it when they get to use them. I don't think they automatically react badly. Yeah, not badly, just kind of... Nervously, maybe? Nervous, yeah, nervously. Because it's threatening, it's that manhood threatening ego thing. Again. Yes. Yes. And then once
1: they get over it, because it's going to be a kind of a joint thing, you're going to do it together, Mm -hmm. then it's a case of they start getting back their testosterone, they start getting back their ego because A, they might be using the toy on you. B, they may be watching you use the toy while they're watching
0: you. C, you could use the toy on them. That's one of the things that that I was like this whole thing about men who use vibrators to have more sex positive, stronger erections, this kind of stuff. But there's vibration is vibration, right? And vibration feels good, period. Whether you have a penis or a vagina or whatever, you vibration feels good, period. So. Oh, If you use a vibrator on you while you're having penetration intercourse, it's going to vibrate his penis and it's going to feel good. Or if you put it behind his balls while, you know, there's a host of places you could put this thing.
1: Okay. So incidentally, maybe that's another podcast topic that we should talk about. While we're trying to break through the stigma of sex, it might be more difficult for men to talk about that side of a sex life. Maybe. What do you
0: mean? What do you mean? You mean the vibrator well, part of it or
1: the vibrator part of it, the using a sex toy because all men want to be able to just be everything in a perfect
0: world. That's what they want. They're muscular. They're, they're tall, dark, and, and handsome, they got a big cock
1: in there. They <laughs> just need to do that. Like there's nothing they else they need the to shit do out out of you that. and you, yeah. and, they, and, and you it. were like
0: loving it. Yeah.
1: And you're, you're exhausted for three days because you can't even, yeah, you couldn't even walk when he was done with yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So maybe that is something else in terms of the podcast that we should touch on and maybe we need to get some guest
0: stars to come to like some guys, get some guys to come in and like some guys, exactly. I think we could do that. I think that'd be I think that'd be interesting.
1: As we're talking through this, I'm thinking there is sex for men that not necessarily they have a stigma
0: against, but they're they're concerned they can't perform. You know that every guy is concerned they can't perform. You know, one of the it's like a trade off. We can only have an orgasm, you know, two, two, two out of three times we don't have an orgasm for most of the women in the world. Yes, and they always but the point do. Is, but we all we need is some lube, and they have to worry about performance. It's like a trade off.
1: The whole podcast is for everybody to like understand sex, be comfortable with sex, whatever arena insects you want to play with yes
0: yes i think that bringing men on would be ideal i also think if you haven't had sex with like i have a big thing with women who don't have sex with their husbands Uh, you know to me i just i don't understand that shit so if the men are in a position where they're already feeling insecure about their relations with their partner because they've been married for, you know, however many years, it's kind of irrelevant. But then they're not having sex frequently or they're feeling like, like, I hear a lot of guys talk about how she never wants to have sex. and, and But women do the same thing, by the way, guys, it's not just that. But to me, opening a dialogue of a vibrator can go either way. I think it go positive or negative. And if you can structure it in a really positive way, maybe it'll bring back some of that spark that you were missing. If you're, if you haven't been having enough sex and you haven't been exploring each other and you've gotten kind of routine with it, then that it's really a nice way to open up the conversation again, I think
1: i agree with that and the point is it's opening up the conversation
0: sex is not a problem in a marriage and or relation relationship until you're not having it and then it's the biggest problem in the marriage
1: funny enough i think if your marriage is not working sex
0: is the biggest problem i said recently and i thought oh that's a good meme sex is the glue that holds your relationship together when life interferes i think that's good i'm gonna have a moment of my brilliance hold on (laughs) <laughs> doing a victory lap in my head. Give me a second. I mean, don't you yeah. think that's true? Think about no, it. No, I it, think it's absolutely true. I know that at the toughest times of mine and Jason's relationship, we could still have really hot sex. And sometimes in the worst of us, that's all we had in those moments was the understanding that sexually we were really compatible and so everything else was going to work itself out but we could still enjoy this part of our relationship which stayed healthy even in the midst of some of our unhealthy behaviors
1: yeah but isn't that also essentially a concern because the only thing that you can do is have sex
0: as opposed to communicate is Okay, then it begs the question, is sex a form of communication? And I think yes, it is.
1: it is. No, I absolutely think it is. But I also think it is. It's that form of communication in that perfectly test you bottle that lasts for a segmented period of time. And then you don't talk about what happens afterwards.
0: Okay, but but when your relationship is in trouble, look at the the other side of the coin, when your relationship is in trouble, sometimes, here's the thing, people will argue about the same damn thing for 20 years, and here's what I promise you, you're never going to get to the bottom of it. Oh, no, you have
1: loops and loops and loops and circles and circles.
0: Exactly. So if you're having, at least if you're having sex, and your marriage is in conflict or in trouble and you can still come together in that physical space at least it's a reconfirmation of the fact you know i still love you i still find you attractive right now i can't stand you and i yeah. don't like you but where we have always had a really lovely passion at least we still have that and if our marriage falls apart you know we'll be fuck buddies later or whatever but the, you know what i mean <laughs> you know this you got divorced when your marriage isn't working no nothing I know is working. This.
1: But this is very pertinent to what we're talking about in terms of like sex toys and whatever. There are relationships that only function on the sex because they cannot
0: communicate. That's a whole other show on what do we do when this happens. What
1: do we do when you can't communicate and most people have sex? You think so? I think when couples can't communicate, they scream at each other, they yell at each other, and then they don't have sex. They scream and yell at each other and then have fucking almost breakup sex.
0: You think so? Yes. I want, our listeners, I I want our listeners to email us on this. I fundamentally
1: believe this.
0: I think so that when couples... When okay.
1: say, when couples are in conflict and they can't understand each other, the only way that they can understand each other is physically.
0: But I think most couples don't go down that path. I think that the sex breaks down, and maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like s- sex and relationships breaks down first.
1: No, I disagree with you. I think when a couple is fundamentally disintegrating their relationship, the only way they can connect is through sex. So how does that
0: explain couples where they haven't had sex? You know, you and I talked about it on our last show, the ABCs.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's just a general, I mean, they're growing apart. I'm talking about like couples who are now having a conflict and the only way they can resolve the conflict is through sex.
0: I don't know. We talked about mistresses last time, and I'm just thinking that if you find out your partner has a mistress and you're not okay with it, you're not having sex. Uh, I can't imagine that you would. Let me say that. Maybe they do. I can't, I, I can't imagine that you would have sex I as a way that. of connecting. Really? Okay. That's why, that's the why you're across the world. That's the reason
1: that I would go, okay, so you're having sex with somebody else. I basically want to win
0: see I would go the opposite way you're having sex with somebody else don't touch me isn't you having sex with somebody else I want to win don't touch me you don't you don't get the pleasure (laughs) or the privilege of touching me anymore because you have a mistress that's how I behave with that
1: I'm gonna behave with I'm gonna prove you wrong you've made a very bad decision
0: (laughs) you're so funny (laughs) your way probably is a better way and probably infinitely more pleasurable okay but I'm just saying I imagine that the, that's how I would react in the don't touch me space. I think I would say things like, you know, go talk to your fleshlight or something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> don't touch me. Go handle your fleshlight. That's what I think I would do. <laughs> 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 that's just me. But I want to hear what I definitely think we should do reviews on sex toys. I agree. Absolutely. And I think we should do
1: sort of constant reviews and maybe make them like mini episodes.
0: Okay. Like, a, like just, it just it. do a short little, we're going to talk about this sex toy and yeah, twenty minutes like, maximum.
1: Well, exactly, because I mean, sex toys are not an entire whole conversation. If we're, we're talking about a relationship with sex toys is one conversation, but sex toys in general is just a, okay, cool, we found this one. We think it does a, B, and C. Well,
0: I think the frequency of the sex toys or the let me let me language this better. I think the acceptance of the sex toys is directly proportional to the strength of the relationship.
1: No, I agree.
0: And I think that's a podcast in itself. Well, if you have, questions about today's podcast if you have concerns about today's (laughs) podcast if you have complaints about today's podcast if you just want to tell us about the sex toys you have at home and because of this podcast it's podcast at twowildorchids.com and send us information and we'd love to hear about it we'll talk about it on the show because I'm I'm really enjoying that as we are shooting some of these episodes, you know, prior to, obviously prior to launching and prior to releasing launching, them, yeah. the more people that we tell about what we're doing, everyone's like, oh my God, when can I listen to that? I tried to find it and I looked for it. And so I think that we're doing good stuff and... I like the questions that we're getting from people already. So I'm excited. I, about
1: that. I also really
0: like the questions. I really enjoy the questions. <laughs> okay. As we get out of here today, if you're going to do it once, my God, do it twice. And If you're going to do it twice, take fucking photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's the two hour orchids reminding you to stay tuned in and stay tuned on.